so what's up? Oh, you know, my sister's watching the first season of Game of Thrones downstairs. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> She's seen it all, but her friend's watching it for the first time, and I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> does, your, does your sister like it? Not the last few seasons, but they're watching well, the first one, so she likes the first one. The first season of Game of Thrones, many will say, it's not bad. <laughs> I... Some some will say some will say that it influenced them to read uh, five books and uh, caused them to watch the rest of the show and be disapp- gravely disappointed with how it all came out. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's why I, I mentioned it. I was like, oh, the pilot's trick. <laughs> I've seen the pilot. That's it, though. Yeah. So, so you've you've seen Jamie Lannerman hitting his sister from the back. Yes, I have, of course. <laughs> and the falling child. Um, I don't think I've ever dedicated like a second of my life to watching Game of Thrones. That's... I wish so badly that I was you. I want to be you so badly that it makes me look fucking stupid. I'm really good <laughs> at avoiding things. I'm like me too. <laughs> There's my like, special skill. I feel like I'm constantly just like I've never seen this. I've never seen this. I don't know this. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Pretty regularly. Um. Yeah. Um, no, I have not. No, I no, I have not seen that seminal movie that you're talking about. I have, however, seen Catherine Hardwick's 2008 film Twilight. So <laughs> it's true. I have seen Twilight. <laughs> I have also who seen among, Twilight. Who, who among us has not seen Twilight? Twilight cast. <laughs> this is the new Twilight cast. God, my um, a, a bunch of my friends watched Twilight together last night, and I'm so sad that I had to that I I mean I got to I I was spending the night playing Jackbox with my girlfriend and a bunch of friends, and that was really really fun. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, damn, Twilight though. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> Twilight. I rewatched Twilight fairly recently, and it's uh, well, it's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's, it's a movie. We love how, do we? Catherine Hardwick is an interesting director. I'll say that. I watched another one of her movies for a class recently. I watched Thirteen. Um, I keep, that was a I keep, that was a movie. I keep thinking you're talking about the Thirteenth Year of the Mermaid movie from Disney Channel, um, <laughs> and that is not what you're talking about. But God, I, I, I know about the Thirteenth Year only. I know about the Thirteenth Year only in that when I was twelve, I read it like I, I read like a two sentence synopsis about it in the Disney Adventures magazine or something, <laughs> and then I was like, "Damn, I'm twelve. What if next year that happens to me? <laughs> that, would, I... that would be pretty. That would be unfortunate if I was to turn into a mermaid. That would suck to be a girl and a mermaid. Ha ha ha. Unless, well, unfortunately, spoilers for the Thirteenth Year. He does not change gender. He should, but he does not. He is a merman, Fucking, what technically. Is, what is the goddamn point? I know. <laughs> What's the fucking point? If you're not gonna, if you're gonna make a movie, why are you? If you're gonna make a movie about turning into some kind of magical creature, why are you also not going to give the children genders about it? <laughs> this is the. This is exactly the problem with Rockadoodle. That should have been a girl mouse with eyebrows that the, that that fucking whatever his name got turned into. <laughs> I don't know what Rockadoodle is. I don't either. <laughs> it's a it's a Don Bluth movie about some the 
the the core plot is about this like rooster that's an el that's like Elvis uh-huh. and his girlfriend who like mm-hmm. is a canary who sings in who literally sings in a gilded cage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. but also the protagonist is a boy who gets turned into a mouse for some reason at the start of the movie. I don't know. It was formative. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't remember Sarah. anything else about that movie. I just do know that I watched that as a kid. <laughs> Surprised I didn't um, watch it. The only movie I've ever seen is The Happening, directed by I'm Not Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, that's the only movie, actually. <laughs> Baiting everyone, it's your number one suicide itis podcast. I'm your host Sarah, and I'm joined this week by returning returning guest Blair. Hi, it's me. Returning guest, former co-host M Night Sha- March Light Shyamalan co-host Blair. Yes, and and returning guest Morg. Uh, hi. Uh... Back back for back for a real true blue horror movie after we explored James and the Giant Peach last time. Mm-hmm. This is my third That's right. Time. <laughs> This is your third. What was the first movie you were on? Parasite. For? Oh my god, that's right. Now, that's not a horror movie either. So no, yeah, yeah, like the, the the point stands. True this, blue horror movie. Yeah, this is the first one that you. Can I just wanted to talk about Parasite. This is the first time you can maybe call it a horror movie. Maybe thriller. <laughs> yes. That's what it's listed as on like Google. It's like yeah, thriller, I, sci-fi, I, but it's horror. To it's me. got enough gore. It's got enough gore for me to enter the 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 horrors the horror zone horror. but like it's definitely yeah. up for debate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i um, mean what is the genres what fake. is yeah that's yes um what is the rating on this guy because i what i noticed is that lots of lots of like potentiality for like gruesomeness but like no actual payoff yeah is it like yeah PG-13? exactly like the <clears throat> Let's take. I'm taking a look. I thought you were asking about the Rotten Tomatoes, which is exactly 5.0 out of 10. Uh... Rated R. It got it's a wow. rated R, and we I'm didn't surprised. see fucking skulls blown blown I, off. Come on. I get. I guess just like the fact that I guess just there's just like a critical mass of suicides that ha- that require an R rating. I mean, that's fair. It's just like yeah. The thing. It's... The thing is that like I. I walk into this movie, and this is the exact this is the exact kind of twisted fucking psychopath bullshit that I am fully into. Like, yes, yeah. give me people just exploding of gore. Give me this fucked up disease that makes you die by suicide. Oh, that's so twisted. Show me all these people dying and like extremely complex and just like, oh, this is the easiest way I had to die based on what's around me. That's what Final Destination is basically. Yeah, yeah. but like this is just awful. <laughs> This is There's nothing here for me. The best movie. I don't know what you mean. The most memorable death is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a put to film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear which one that is for yeah, you. Me too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh God. 
So, so we start our movie in in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're all good. With two start. girls who. Two girls are sitting on a bench and they're studying, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> it, it starts with some really realistic dialogue, which in which one person asks the other person, "Hey, what page of this book am I on?" Which is like, if I have to ask that question out loud, I know I'm fucked. I just go back to like two chapters before I, the last thing I remember and just read from there. Yes. Um, but her friend responds, "Oh, you're at the place where the killers meet." <laughs> Yeah, I was like, maybe she's already got fucked by the... I was like, whoa, dude, why are you saying that out loud? Right. I also lose my place, but chill. Yeah. Then they, like, hear someone screaming, and they're like, oh, that's weird, that something fucked up's happening over there. Oh, no, Uh uh-oh, and then they just... They they just do a lot of tell, don't show, like, oh, fuck, that person's clawing their throat out. Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> but uh, then the girl who was reading the book is like, uh, that's that's messed up. Anyways, uh, it's time to die. And she takes a, a a needle out of her bun, the needle holding together her bun, a and chopstick. stabs herself in the neck with it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's, uh, it's a little bit, the way she kills herself, I will admit, is a little bit disquieting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, totally. It's, it's just like. The just like the calm nature with which she removes it from her, like she doesn't even like push it in particularly violently into her throat. She just like, like just pushes with enough force to eventually break the skin and then twists the knife. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the, honestly the one of the more like thing. One of the more like wa- weird deaths to me it was like the first one, just because it was so calm. Mm-hmm. Right. The things where this the things where this movie loses me is when they're like doing when, when they're committing suicide via completely conventional means. Like they set you up via like this this like oh this woman just like literally used an item that was on her person to just end herself. But then like half the deaths we see in this movie are just person eating gun or person crashing car. Yeah. Right. Um. It is. It's just like the the um. The opening scene for this movie just like immediately reminded <laughs> the me. Second one's also great. It just immediately reminded me that like, oh, that's right. M Night Shyamalan writes insane fucking dialogue constantly, and that was basically <laughs> like there, not a normal sentence came out of a single person's mouth this no. entire movie. The next scene is, like, the one instance of decent acting in this movie, in my opinion, because it's on a construction site, and these four guys are, like, standing in a circle telling jokes, and then, like, a body falls down from up above, and, like, the guy who I'm assuming is, like, the super the the foreman on the the job site, he is like, Jenkins? Yeah. Oh, God, no, Jenkins, Jenkins had an accident! And he's, like, he seems genuinely distraught, and he's the only person doing any acting in this movie. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Because, like, a bunch... A bunch of other guys fall, start falling off the rafters, uh, and then he looks up, and there's just like a fucking, <laughs> just like it's... A, a parade of dudes walking off the building. It's raining it's men, funny. hallelujah! It's <laughs> raining men. Um, it's like funny, kind of, even though it's fucked it, up. No, it's hilarious. You're right. <laughs> and the dude's just like, God. Or like, oh, good lord, lord, or something, because yes, everyone. And then we hard cut to, and then we hard cut to Mark Wahlberg, and I, I, I have the, I, I've got the movie pulled up alongside, so I can say this line verbatim. <laughs> and his first line of this movie is, "Look, I don't know if you guys have heard about this article in the New York Times about the honeybees vanishing." <laughs> like, have you heard about bees? <laughs> you like jazz? <laughs> yeah. It's just. He's like, damn, that's fucked up. There's bees missing, which is like, I. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Mark, Wal- 
this movie tries to sell tell, like th- there's an article that i always think about that someone wrote about the movie science which is that selling me one miracle of aliens existing that's enough but then to also sell me also god is real that's too much the thing that this movie does this movie does the same thing which is that it tries to tell me that mark Wahlberg is smart enough to be a science teacher and also whimsical <laughs> enough to be zooey deschanel's boyfriend yeah seriously <laughs> no I think chemistry married... between those two yeah no it's he's just like he he <laughs> sorry more go on no i was just saying i think they're married but like the whole like scene in the classroom oh, yeah. is like very f- weird because like yeah it's mark Wahlberg being a teacher um i also found out later that he was a professor in a different movie and i'm like why are they giving him promotions anyway um <laughs> He, he just keeps asking Tenure. about, like, why they would have disappeared, and it was all, like... He, uh, he, he makes everyone come up with hypotheses, and then he points to the, the hot kid in class, James, and he's like, James, what you what do you got? And James is like, I don't fucking know. Suck my dick, teacher. I don't care about his education. And then Mark Wahlberg epically owns him by being like, uh, you might, I think you're peaking right now, bud. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be as hot as you are in five years. You should probably study a bit harder. And then the kid's like, that he gave, he's like, the, he he tells this kid like, your nose is gonna grow a little bit, your eyes are gonna grow a little bit. And then he asks Mark Wahlberg at the end of the scene, hey, how much does the nose grow every year? And I'm realizing that this kid is going to spend the rest of his life with a caliper at his bedside to use every night before he goes to bed and every morning when he wakes up. Well, it was just, like, wild that a teacher was telling him that his face is perfect. Like... Yes! (laughs) That's a wild thing to say to your student, also. Like, Like, as a teacher, end sentence. But as a high school teacher, like, even worse. Just awful. Um, it... But um, his his, his the James's thing is like uh, it's an why, why are the honeybees disappearing? Well, I think it's an act of nature that we'll never fully understand. Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, that's correct. Oh, fuck, the vice principal's here. I will call her the Dark Lord and dance around my classroom, avoiding her. Funny Dark Lord, except she has a serious thing to tell her him about yeah. the fucking quote unquote yeah. terrorist she... attack in central park she pulls them she pulls all the teachers into the auditorium where someone is like okay an event is someone literally says an event is happening <laughs> there was an attack in new york city it's I happening love when events happen an event is happening right now and the event is called the recording of this podcast with my two very good friends morgan blair it's yes. happening <laughs> this is the ha- this is the happening which was prophesized yes exactly Damn. right oh my god, oh my god really? I'm so much sweating podcasts do happen indeed um, podcast sweating. I got the podcast sweats. Um, yeah, I watched this movie with my roommate, as I have been doing with the previous movies, which for a variety of reasons, but also because like I can just like charge her Prime account <laughs> in order to watch these. <laughs> um, uh, but it's like, yeah, she was like, so John Leguizamo is there, and she's like, oh fuck, it's John yes. Leguizamo, and yeah, everyone was like, oh fuck, it's John Leguizamo. <laughs> He's there. He's there, he's there. and he's I, I, wild. I do, I do love Johnny Legs. Johnny Legs. He got some legs. As his friends call him. The, the thing... So he does, like, one of those... What they Mark Wahlberg goes back to class to dismiss his students, and he, like, has... Like, I, I'm from Like, there is a call and response that will happen with teachers sometimes. You know, someone will have, like, a catch... A teacher will have, like, a catchphrase yes. or something that they love to say. <laughs> but his... 
his catchphrase is like he 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 like give, does the call and response with the students, and his question is, "What are the rules of scientific investigation?" And the reply is, "Hold on, do you have the whole identify thing? variables, design the experiment, careful observation and measurement, interpretation of experimental data." No way in like like. Okay, Morg, you've read Naruto, right? Some of it, yeah. Do you know how in the 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 Chunin exams in the the Forbidden For in the Forbidden Forest, there's that scene where uh, Sasuke tricks that one guy with the mask who pretends to be Naruto by like creating an extremely elaborate password that Naruto would never remember. Not really. <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I this, this is my fault for dialing in on on a very specific Naruto reference. I was like, I guess I should say yes and, but I'm afraid you're gonna like. Ask me about other things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fact check your 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 Naruto like knowledge. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be but, honest um, with you. John, I mostly like, watched it, so that's fine. It, it was like a small thing that happened in the 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 woods arc in the Chunin exams. It doesn't matter. Um. The, I just was noting upon it because this was a particularly long call. The call was short, but the response was like four sentences, which is more than any high schooler is going to be bothered to respond with. Like, like I barely, like, there were people in my class who who refused to learn the quadratic equation song. Yes. The, oh, yes. Know, X equals yeah. negative B plus or minus. That one. Like, there is no way you're getting this classroom of kids to respond in kind every time you say, what is the scientific experiment? They'll just be like... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hope that, <laughs> yeah. like, one student the, the, does the it. Verbal, like, the verbal equivalent of holding up your trombone and just blowing air through it without buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> um... <sighs> So John Leguizamo rolls up to Mark Wahlberg and is like, "Hey, Marky boy, my my, my uh, I'm gonna go see my wife in Philly. You you can come with your wife, Alma." And uh, Mark Wahlberg's like, "Uh, okay. Well, uh, if my wife is being cringe and fail, don't say anything, and because we're fighting, and I hate it." Yeah. Um. He the the exchange is weird too because they're like, and I was reminded of it with like a tweet thread where he's like. I'm going to tell you something that friends don't normally tell each other. And he's like, why do people keep saying that? And I'm like, Mark, no one says this. <laughs> no one has said that to you this in this movie. Yeah. No one has said to you, I'm going to tell you something that a best friend should never say. I told you, I saw your wife crying on your wedding day. <laughs> the, the, the thing is that like Isn't seeing your wife, see John Leguizamo seeing his wife crying on their wedding day. Like that's, that's like that. I feel like the 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 fix of this the way this movie fixes their relationship does not address the fact that like <laughs> there were tears being shed on the wedding day. Right. Mm-hmm. Though to be honest, I don't know what the stats are for successful marriages and people who've cried on wedding days out of fear for being married. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of um uh yeah, statistical analysis of those um Small you know, whatever nonsense. <laughs> Yes, every every exchange is so. In- so 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 then we cut to we cut to Zoe Deschanel watching the broadcast watching the news broadcast at home, and she gets a call from someone named Joey, who literally does not matter. <laughs> he keeps showing up. Tell, as far as I can tell, only exists in this movie to give M Night Shyamalan a role of some variety. Uh, yes. 
The fact that I didn't even realize it was him until you were like, oh, that's, you, of course. It's impossible, to, it's impossible to realize that it's him because M. Night Shyamalan speaks a total of, like, ten. Well, actually, no. When he's in, in, in Lady in the Water, he is, like, one of the main characters. But, like, he says four lines in signs. Yeah. It's like, you, this man does not have a very distinct speaking voice. No. I love to write a movie to put myself as the, the lead thing character. Is, the, the thing is that, like, the yeah. thing is that, like, I, I'm normally a big fan of, like, I love director cameos. Like I, I when Peter Jackson shows up in um in uh Dead Alive or mm-hmm. uh, not Dead Alive. Is it Dead Alive? Brain Dead? What either well, it's Brain Dead in some Anyways, when Peter Jackson shows up in that as like a surgeon for like a scene, I love that shit. When Quentin Tarantino just like rolls up to I mean normally it's to say the N-word, which I don't love that about it, but I do love <laughs> to just be like, Oh shit, that's the guy who made the movie. Like I love small director cameos. The guy who directed Snowden is in the audience at some point for, uh in that movie. But um M. Night just really doesn't know how to do it artfully whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, like a good director cameo is someone... It, Stan Lee is the epitome of a director cameo. I know Stan Lee's not a director, but, you know. You, like, that is the extent of a director cameo that I want in the movie. I want him to show up, maybe say a funny line, and then be gone. That's it. That's all I want out of it. And M. Night Shyamalan just is like, what if I were to... <laughs> but what if I were to, to to design the script to make myself an imperative character? Hmm, a delightfully devilish Shyamalan. What if I make myself a creep that keeps calling... A woman that I just ate some tiramisu with and pretended that she liked me when she... The, the tiramisu thing the tiramisu thing that keeps coming up, because the thing that keeps coming up is that Zoe Deschanel ate, ate tiramisu with M. Night Shyamalan's character of Joey. And, like, it keeps coming up. And the tiramisu thing feels like ripped from a Wes Anderson movie. Like, the yeah. way that they keep specifically referring to it, it feels like... I, I feel like I could, like, recut a scene of the of the fantastic Mr. Fox with, like, that, like George Clooney and his wife arguing about tiramisu or something. But that's a better movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is exactly. Wes Anderson, right? Yes. Yeah, it is Wes Anderson. Yes. Um, I... That's one of the few <laughs> directors I know, so... Yes. <laughs> Um, I, while watching this movie, I could not remember if Zoe Deschanel is actually a competent actress or... I couldn't remember. Like, I couldn't remember. I was like, are you just this bad all the time and I didn't notice until the writing was as bad as your acting? Because she is fucking giving nothing. She is barely, (laughs) like... She's not doing anything. She's barely mumbling her way through every line. I actually have something to bring up with that. So, um... I was listening to a podcast about Bones, uh, where her sister Emily Deschanel plays Bones, um, uh-huh. and the titular Bone, the yes. titular Bone, and she, her sister shows up as like a cameo, and the the two like podcasters are like, it's really obvious how much better Zoe is than her sister Emily, so she's at least better than her older older sister, so. I don't know if that says much because I... <laughs> I, I the things the things I remember the things I've seen Joey Deschanel in are New Girl and Yes Man. Those are the only two things I have seen, and those are the two genders: New Girl and Yes Man. <laughs> have you not seen Elf? <laughs> oh my oh, god! She's I in, forgot wait, she was who's in she in Elf? She, she's the the blonde uh, love interest. She's oh my she, oh she's right she's blonde. Yes, exactly. And she you know what she does fine in that. <laughs> She does do fine in that. She is the most fine part of that movie that I fucking hate. <laughs> I don't hate Elf. <laughs> I hate Elf. Yeah, I, don't, Elf I also don't sucks. hate Elf. Um, <laughs> I know I recognize I'm a minority on this, but I fucking hate Elf. <laughs> no, I, it's, I feel like it's understandable why you why you do, 
Um, like I, I would, ju- I would simply ra- like rather than spending an hour and a half watching Will Ferrell be awkward yeah. and just wanting to claw my face off, I would simply rather watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer uh, be claimated and have some struggles and go v- visit the island of misfit toys. Uh huh. I no, would I understand, too, but mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Yes. <laughs> then again, um, I feel like I have a high tolerance for bad movies because I didn't hate this. I hated it, but I didn't I don't, hate the, it. The, you the, know? Thing is, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, I don't think Elf is a bad movie. I just hate Elf. No, yeah. I understand. The, two very different things. I think Elf is a perfectly fine. I will even go so far as to say that I think Elf might be a good movie, but I fucking hate it. No, I understand. Whereas um, this is a I... bad movie and you love it. I, yeah, I do kind of want this movie. <laughs> so, so Zoe Deschanel is at home watching the news broadcast, and she's got uh, she's got Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Heat Seeker on the for the all for the PlayStation Two on that on that console. Which I just like. I Mark Wahlberg would have copies of all of those games on the PS Two. I didn't yes. notice yes, that at all. God. Uh, and they, 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 the news broadcast lady, they've already, 15 minutes into this movie, they've dialed in the fact that, uh, the, 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 that something is chemically causing the brain to do suicide. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they have, like, the entire chemistry of it worked out. They just don't know the source, which is very funny for it to happen 15 minutes in. And Zoe Deschanel says in response, it makes them commit suicide just when you thought there couldn't be any more evil that could be invented. <laughs> Just when it's, you thought the world was bad, it become more yeah, bad. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. like she's like, I think it's, I think it might have to do with the fact that everything that is said by a character in this movie is like an insane thing for a human being to, de- to say. So none of it comes out naturally. Correct. And to the point right. where. I, I think that's compounding really hard. I, I think Zoe Deschanel, like there's a whimsy to Zoe Deschanel that is just not being reflected by literally anything else around her. And I think that I, I like the whimsy that she brings a lot of the time, but I think if no one else is like, you know, if no one else is keeping the beach ball in the air, like it's going to hit the ground. It does not work. Yes. yes. Like, it's, it, she's the only one doing, like, Jenna was almost kind of doing some weird stuff for the first, like, two scenes that he's in, but then he just turns into, like, father, he turns into dad man. Yes. And tragic, tragic dad man. Oh, man, his death. Okay, we'll get there, though. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. So they, they, all, they all hop on the train and roll out. Yeah, because they're like, hey, it's in really hot, heavily populated areas, we should leave, and yeah, sure, whatever. So they leave, and... John Leguizamo's wife is, like, not going to come on or going to catch the next train or whatever. Um, and so they all get onto the train, and it's, like, whatever, a whole fucking thing. Um, and uh, the fucking conversation Zoe Deschanel has with Joey on the phone, it is, I just, there's something, okay, it's, he, M. Night Shyamalan thinks he's the funniest fucking guy in the world, but, like, um, he's an alien. Yes. Uh, he, he, he's an alien. Um, so it's, it's this, like, long tirade. The second she answers her phone, it's just like, we just had tiramisu together. It's not that big of a deal. Blah, 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 blah. Like, she goes on, and only to be interrupted to be told that, like, there's more murder in Philadelphia or whatever, or there's, like, more suicides happening in Philadelphia. And it's like... Right, because then we go... It wasn't just it, New York City. It's, like, moving to... Like, yeah. it's other cities are being, quote-unquote, attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know what, I would think if that was the reason you were calling, you would interrupt the person who was yelling at you way sooner. Yeah. Immediately. (laughs) 
Listen, sometimes you just want to let them, sometimes, listen, sometimes you're, you're having a tussle with a person and you just want to let them yell at you for as long as possible to maximize the guilt. Yes. Before you say, actually, I'm calling for something completely different. Yes. Um, people panic, time passes, and then they stop in a small town in Pennsylvania. Well, we, we, get, we, get the scene of, we get the scene of everybody in Philadelphia killing themselves with the single cop's gun. Oh, God, oh yes. yeah! <laughs> because we go to Philadelphia and the exact same thing happens at the start of the movie. It's like everyone in the city is like, okay, time to kill myself. And what, the, fir- the first thing we see is a cop doing, a cop eats his own gun and then another, a guy gets out of his car and walks up to the gun. The cop drops, like... The cop dropped that gun like 30 feet away from him. I'm looking at the shot literally right now. The, the gun is so far away from yeah. the cop. <laughs> and then he um, shoots himself. But so himself. he picks it up and shoots himself. And then another person walks over and shoots himself. And I'm just like... This is not... The... It's it's a it's kind of a cool one shot. Like, I, I like... I You know, there's like a 45 second one shot here that I... You know, I'm a, I'm a slut for a one. Or there's a couple of good oneers in this. I'll watch. I like it. But it's just, it's so nothing. All you see is people's feet as they pick up the gun, and then you see them, you hear them get shot, and you see them fall over, and then someone else picks up the gun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, M. Night does have, like, interesting ideas in this movie, Uh, like, scene-wise. Like, speaking of, like, prolonged shots, I'm also thinking of, like, the model home prolonged shots Mm -hmm. as they were, like, walking through it, which I thought was, like, interesting, but done Mm -hmm. in just the strangest way. It just felt like... I'm really surreal. Like it felt like just a sort of boring dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So they they yeah they they all get on the train, but it stops in Filbert, the town the town of Filbert, Filbert, yes. Philadelphia. And they, it's and they all hole up in a, so, in a in a diner together. Just like a shitty podunk town. All the people that were like making the train that were like uh uh driving the train and stuff we're like uh we stopped because we lost connection with everyone um mm-hmm. who so they're like and in in the diner um there's like some kind of like little scenes between mark Wahlberg and uh what's his face's daughter uh, uh- yeah, John Languizamo's daughter. And yeah. he's like, here's the mood ring that I brought for this. And it's their sentimental value for the mood ring. And he gives it to her. And he's like, oh, you're, the ring turned yellow. You must be about to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Um, but then uh, it, it, <laughs> he, like, just stares at her until she laughs. Like, nothing funny happens. Yeah. He just kind of stares at her. And the kid eventually laughs. It's kind of cute, I guess. Yeah. But then a woman tugs, a random woman tugs on Mark Wahlberg's shoulder and says, oh, my God, look at this video. My sister sent it to me. Yeah. And it's a video. This is my favorite death in the movie. It's I love so it so much. Fucking good. So it's like, uh, she like she pulls out a fucking iPhone 2 and <laughs> like she turns it sideways, shows Mark Wahlberg a video of of a, of a man who has walked into the lion's den at the Philly Zoo and is just walking around to the lions trying to get them to sniff his arm and then eat his arm. They take his The thing is that like the, this disease makes you do suicide. I don't think this disease like destroys your pain receptors because this man gets his arms torn off and is just kind of like standing there chilling waiting to die. Well, so they it's... actually explain early that like they get confused first. That's like the first symptom. Like it, sure. it is a little like weird that they act like they're not feeling anything too. But um, I don't know. I feel like they're. It's I, I I highly recommend. Look, sorry, go on. I was just gonna say I feel like there's kind of gotta be some sort of like numbness to it, even if it isn't said, just because otherwise your body will like 
kick into like preservation mode oh true self-preservation sure, yeah. yeah anyways uh, I, I highly recommend you just google the happening lion scene and watch this man get watch this man get extremely green screened apart by these lions yes. it's like a, a high budget tim and eric sketch yes it, it really does the guy's just like wandering around and he's like you want my arm do you want my arm do you yeah yeah, yeah. come here come here come get my arm come get my arm yeah, yeah here you go here you go yeah 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 thanks bud thanks yeah, yeah and it like cuts away and then it cuts back because like the phone was moved <laughs> and then it cuts back and he's missing his arm and the other one he's trying to bait another lion it's like very funny actually it is his, yeah hilarious. his little stump is squirting out blood like fucking monkey python. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> good so good. Then someone, th- then someone comes on the TV and is like, "Hey, there's some fucked up shit happening around here. There's also been some. Uh, this here's the radius of all the events that are happening, and this is Filbert, Philadelphia is like dead center on everything. Uh, and the 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 the, the guy on the TV is also like, government officials were asked about uh, reports of uh, government testing going on in the in this in the northeastern area of the United States. They've declined to com- respond on any of these questions so far." Why did, um, why did it show cuts to other states that weren't in the Northeast? Just people watching. It was like showing people from like Florida and Nebraska, just watching TV. Did it, I didn't did it? I didn't yeah. watch. I didn't catch that. I did. I missed that. It was just showing them watching it though. It was. I was like, I'm not really sure. Like, I thought it was gonna be like, yeah. oh, it's spreading to other places. Wah! But no, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, not until the end of the movie. No. Um, everyone peels out of the Filbert restaurant, and uh, Mark Wahlberg t- has some small words with a guy who kind of looks like... Like, he kind of looks like if Peter Stormare had a big bushy beard and a lot more face wrinkles. Like, I know Peter Stormare's already got a lot of face wrinkles, but, like, more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy's wife. And that that guy fucks off. Uh <clears throat> Uh, and also, John Leguizamo says, uh, "I'm gonna head. I, I'm I'm ditching y'all. I'm gonna head over to Princeton. See what see what I can do. Uh, I'm le- take my daughter though. I'm I gotta head out. Well, <laughs> I, I gotta head out. See the wife. Bye. Yeah, his wife went to Princeton because she got like a bus to Princeton, I guess. And so right. he's gonna and, and, see. And John Leguizamo says, "Oh, this John Leguizamo, who 20 minutes ago said statistics are useless. They don't mean anything. He just said there's a 62 percent chance Princeton didn't get hit. Which I mean, I know that the, I know what M Knight's doing there. That's not like a that's not like a." I'm not cinema sensing that. That is just like a character thing. But it is very funny to me. Yeah, I mean, that was just because the other people were asking for, like, some comforting numbers, kind of. And right, right. I was like, he just pulled that out of his ass. But I think yeah. some of the people leaving, I wonder if they, like, all got, like, into car accidents. Like, the ones that were leaving and ignored people. That's what I was wondering. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um... So, so Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel and John Leguizamo's daughter all go off with this guy who I'm going to call Mr. Hot Dog because of this scene that uh, he is about to happen where he they walk into the man's greenhouse and he says, we're packing hot dogs for the road. You know, hot dogs get a bad rap. They got a cool shape. They've got protein. You like hot dogs, right? Yeah. It is. What the fuck? The, and then, and then, then immediately after that, he says, you, you like hot dogs, right? By the way, I think I know exactly what's causing this. The plants, they release chemicals. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, the, th- the thing is, is like, we're supposed to be like, I feel like, oh, we're supposed to have, um, 
more than one theory about what's happening, you know, and count ca- ca- like contradictory theories because they keep mentioning other things that are not the plants. Um, but it's pretty fucking ham-fisted that it is definitely the plants that are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially considering like every single shot that has been of these parks where the, the outbreaks have happened. I've just been, I mean, every single shot in this movie is just overflow with greenery. Yes, It's exactly. greenery and it's blowing in the wind and it's very like, yeah. oh, it's spreading everywhere from the wind. It's um, <clears throat> like I knew going in that it was the plants because um, when I was younger, like a friend of mine watched the movie and was like talking about it. But that's like the only part I knew about this movie. But it was still just like so batshit how everything like ended up playing out, even if you do know that. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah. because it's like very contrived <laughs> how the plants just can do that. Like, they can just do that. They can like. I mean, yes, plants can make chemicals based on, like, changes in environment and stuff, and that's, like, what they, like, leaned on, but it was just so, Mm -hmm. like, sudden and wild that I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) Yeah, it is, um, pure nonsense. This dude, though, that was, like, the hot dog man... He's, like, talking to his plants, and he's like, you gotta be nice to the plants. <laughs> gotta cool, be that nice to the plants. And this keeps running throughout, and I'm like, I don't think that actually helps. I mean, in the movie. Whatever mm-hmm. about real life, but, like... <laughs> he's, like, this crazy uh, so, dude so... talking to his plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This crazy hot dog guy, Mr. Hot Dog... Um, we, we then we then cut to John Leguizamo and his merry band of uh, Pr- Princeton-bound explorers who roll up into town and they see a... It's a haunting site, but... So the, the thing that they see when they roll into town is a bunch of people hanging from trees. Um, but the thing that I'm noticing as I'm scrolling through this scene to look at is that all of the... There's like a bajillion ladders there that they've all... That they all climbed to get into hanging position. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just very funny to just see, like, the array. Of, like, this is, everybody had a ladder. Yeah, the, the amount of ladders. There, there's, like, there's, like, literally, like, five or six ladders that we see just in, like, the, the three-second shot we see of all the hanging bodies. Yeah. I think it would have um, made more so, sense if it was, like, I don't know, people picking apples and then doing that. But, like, there was no sign of that. It was just people yes, hanging right, from they just, trees. Like, they just, they just, like, the thing is that they all drove their cars to, like, get a ladder to get up the tree. And the thing is that, like, as we see later, like, I feel like if you're in the car, like, you're you're just going to ram a tree with it. And that'll be the end of it. Yes. Oh, man, I love this sequence so much. It's so funny. Because, first of all, yeah, John Leguizamo ha- s- screams the most insane, like, series of sentences at this, like, freaking out young girl in the backseat. And he's like, look at me, look at me, how many... But uh, uh, how much money would you have? With a math riddle. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a math riddle. And then it's like actually at the end of the month you would have ten million dollars. And and then he knows it's the classic. It's the classic riddle. If you gave me a penny today and two pennies tomorrow and four pennies the next day and so on, how many? How much money would I have by the end of the month? And she's like, ten dollars. And he's like, no, 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 higher. Come on, keep thinking. Twenty dollars. Yeah. No, no, keep going. Thirty dollars. It's got to be thirty dollars. She keeps like acting like she's been thinking for a while between them like my dude you're just adding 10 more and um (laughs) while like they're freaking out uh john like notices 
the there's a hole in the cars because it's like a jeep and there's yeah, like a hole it's got a G- it's got the canvas it's a, there's a hole in the canvas so he like realizes there's like chemicals in it but he's still like trying to keep this woman calm and not noticing that but i think like at a certain point he's just like oh we're going to die and i'm going to say the answer out loud and yeah and then uh he uh then then the someone <laughs> sorry i'm just going to i'm just going to watch the scene where uh this this happens real quick it's so fucking funny they, it's very the car, funny. The, the car, the car comes to a stop. The car come, the, the car that they're driving comes to a stop, and there's a shot from the side of the car just like idling for a second, and then it slowly starts to accelerate, and then accelerates faster and faster until it hits a tree, launching the two people in the front two seats out of the car. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then John Leguizamo wanders out of the car, like sits down, like with his legs all the way out. Not a scratch like, on him. He looks perfectly fine, and then he looks looks around and is like, "Oh, hey, that's some glass. That's pretty interesting." And just like starts like, ing his wrists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> the fucking like wide toddler sit that he does is really getting me. It's it's a it's lot. A lot. To, oh my. It's <laughs> it's it's up there in my favorite desk because it is just a it's a comedic sequence. Literally, it's like it fucking is. slapstick. Um, we cut back to Mark Wahlberg and the gang, and they roll they roll up on a town that they thought was going to be safe, but they see a bunch of dead bodies, uh, and they're like, "Up, oh, okay, let's go back." Uh, and then they this is a scene that I actually think is really cool. Yeah. Like if if in a in a different movie, this scene would be incredible mm-hmm. because um they appre- they approach a crossroads where and then they see they, as they approach the crossroads, they're like, oh, a couple miles back there was a turn we could go to, but as they reach the crossroads, they run into people coming from every other road that are saying, "Yeah, it's all fucked up that way," and like. The, the the amount like just like the 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 terror of just like oh fuck all of these roads lead to ruin that's fucking bad yeah um it, like that that terror would work really well in a better movie yeah mm-hmm. it's in it, like one of the dudes that shows up there kind of ends up taking charge and he's like a military guy um, yep, he's the military guy, and he he talks about how on his military base the guy he found guys like in the barbed wire, and I'm like, surely if you're on a if you're like a a, a prison guard, some of you have to have guns, right? Surely the easiest way is to not tangle yourself in barbed wire and wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. <clears throat> I mean, whatever. <laughs> like we didn't see it anyway, so I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone had tales of like bodies on each of the roads yeah. that they came from and they all were kind of like trying to figure out what to do next mm-hmm. and I know the army guy had like a map and Mark Wahlberg was kind of like talking about how they go from like most populated areas to less and less populated areas for these yeah, like the, the, attacks the bigger areas are hit first and yeah um, they, they all, then they all crowd around a woman to listen to her talk to her daughter on her phone as she gets got by the suicide virus. Uh, at one point the, the woman who's on the phone is like, my daughter, she's not making any sense anymore. And she turns the phone on speaker and the daughter's just saying, calculus, calculus, <laughs> she's specific, calculus. She's... And then you hear her jump out a window. She's specifically at Princeton. So that there's like this alert, yes. this very like, oh, uh, Jess, the little girl. That's where Johnny Legs is. Jess, the little girl's dad is dead. He's he's gone. Uh, yeah, he got got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she says, "I see in calculus," and then jumps out a window. Yes, pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, pretty good. It's uh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the, the, John Leguizamo's daughter was listening to the entire thing. Like, at no point did any of them think, like, oh, fuck, get that daughter away from this. Man, she she's doing... The, she has the easiest goddamn paycheck in the world. That small child. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll be, I mean, which is fine, because she's a small child. But I'm like, she has one line in the entire movie, basically. Well, Jess, they, like, say... That's the girl's name. Like, sh- they, like, kind of make sure to say like oh she doesn't talk as much when she's under distress and like mm-hmm. yeah good for her for not having to say bullshit in this movie <laughs> yes <laughs> but like um and honestly like a lot of the scenes with her like th- they're only touching because she is a cute little girl i feel like like she does mm-hmm. she yeah. she does help the movie in that way kind of cuz they're like oh we got to protect her She's not annoying. I feel like sometimes little kids in, like, movies like this can be annoying, and she's not, I guess I should say. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, yeah, just... <laughs> if you're not in good ter- at directing in terms, children... In terms, of, yeah. in terms of children in M. Night Shyamalan movies, I think that this kid ranks higher than Kieran Culkin and yeah. uh, Abigail Breslin in... Uh, in signs, signs. yeah, um, yeah. I don't think there were. Any, I don't think there were any. Were there any prominent children in Lady in the Water? Uh, not to, that come to mind. But speaking of Abigail Breslin, they <laughs> eventually like everyone. So there's a whole like thing. Like there's just a whole thing with groupings and like people. It's like it's whatever. It's just the the movie takes up way too much time doing like a whole like group size like thing but it's like yeah it's it's passed through group size and also wind or whatever so it's a whole thing um and they end up with uh, with jared and josh or whatever their names are uh jared yes. and jacob or something i don't remember yeah um, i don't remember their name I, and one I, of them one of them is spencer breslin yeah yeah and one of them's abigail breslin's uh, uh brother um uh and so, so the the <laughs> before they split, but when they split off into the groups, the um the military man that we met earlier goes full completely full metal jack and is like, "This is my gun! This is my gun! This is my gun!" and then eats and then eats his gun, and then everyone else in his group does the fucking. Well, there's a gun over there. Guess I'll go see what. Oh, it's suicide time. Okay, bop, and then everyone else in the group does that. And I that's how, how they decide. It's like. They, that's how they decide, like, oh, it's the bigger group, so there's more problems. And they're like, oh, bigger group irritate plants more, I guess. I guess? Yep. I, like, uh, yes. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, so, it's like, it's so fucking supernatural Mr. Mr. Hot, Mr. Hot Dog also dies in this scene. He just vanishes. Yeah. Um. So we we get our group split, which is we get we get uh we have Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel, Jess, Jacob, and Josh. And at this point, I was like, oh fuck, there's too many J names. This this is gonna be so hard for me to remember. But then the movie very gracefully uh, decided to uh, let me uh, let me off easy by well, first they go to a a model house where there's where everything is fake. There's a very funny scene where Mark Wahlberg talks to a potted plant. Like I M. Night Shyamalan scene. can't write comedy, but this scene I think is actually genuinely yes. funny, like for for the reasons that are intended. Yes. Um like he he is like treating this plant with like reverence and like holiness like, "Oh, please don't don't kill me. I'm just going to talk in a very positive manner and you are plastic. I have been talking like this to a plastic plant." I'm still doing it. <laughs> yes, it works. It does it's, work. It's, it's the one. It's the one actually intentionally funny scene that hits. I feel like every M Night Shyamalan movie has one 
joke that actually lands and this yeah this is the yeah. one for this movie um and, and then we just see that everything in the house is fake like all the food all the orange juice we get like a, a, a completely pointless oneer around the around this scene and i don't fucking get it there is a very funny shot of like mark Wahlberg picking up a wine glass like he's like swilling it around like for consideration and like yeah. sniffing the fake wine yeah. Um, I also... And then they walk. Then they walk out the front. There's a big sign that just says "Model Home." Yeah. It's like, yes, we get it. <laughs> M Night, we get it. <laughs> I also wanted to say, like, before they got to this house, like when they were like freaking out and running from the groups and stuff. Mark Wahlberg, um, like, called back to his weird callback thing in the classroom where he's like experimental data and he's just like running through all this stuff and i'm like is this the only reason you did this early on is to have a dumb callback when he's thinking about the plants like <laughs> uh more more i'll answer your question the answer to that question uh uh and also for every other m night Shyamalan movie the answer is yes yes <laughs> <laughs> okay everything m night Sh- everything m night Shyamalan does is in the service of a callback which is not a negative thing inherently like i think as a director a, most of the things that edgar wright does are in service of a callback mm-hmm. especially if you look at like hot fuzz for example like that movie is entirely the entire structure of that movie is just callbacks sure. mm-hmm but like that's a good movie and this yeah. is not yeah i guess that's the Anyways. problem is that it's a bad callback because it's a bad movie <laughs> yes right <laughs> um they they get out of the the model homes they get out of the model home and then they see a bunch of other people convening on a different model home and they're like oh fuck that's too many people in a group and then they see a guy start a lawnmower <laughs> yeah. and get it all set up to run and just lay down under it. he's just like guess i'll die and lays up to the fucking lawnmower <laughs> Again, I love so how good. patient everyone is. <laughs> so patient to, to for their to like await their death. I, I think I think like, about that with like the gun thing. It's like why are the, the why aren't people not mobbing for this gun? Well, it's, you know, one by one, you gotta wait your turn. An orderly queue. Mm-hmm. Um, then they run out of the the area with like all of the model homes, uh, and there's a there's a very funny billboard with a. <laughs> It's it's just like a future site of Clear Hill Community, this many deluxe homes, this much and up. And then on the top of the billboard, it says, you deserve this. <laughs> so on the nose. You deserve <laughs> this. Lasso. You deserve the plants making you crazy. Ah. Oh, boy. She's just standing. Uh, so there's, there's a... There's a... Uh, I, so Jess confesses her, her, her tiramisu time with Joey to Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, he like throws it like he like this is like one of the meanest things I think you could do as a partner. Like, I think this is supposed to be like Mark Wahlberg being a good sport about things. But I think this is like if this if he if he did this because what happens is like I had tiramisu with this guy and nothing else happened. But I feel really, really bad about it. And I just want to tell you before we die. And I'm really, really sorry. And then he goes and then he 10 minutes later turns to her and is like, hey, I went to a pharmacy last week and there was this really hot pharmacist. And I almost bought a completely circular. I almost bought a, co- a bottle of cough syrup that I didn't need because i asked her about it and like if 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 he had done that to me i would have felt insulted Uh, genuinely i i was like is he being he's being such an asshole right now um i mean obviously uh, like zoe deschanel's whole thing is like the most ridiculous it's the fact that keeps fucking coming up it's so the entire like the fact that and it's nothing it's it's literally like oh she feels guilty because she technically lied to him about like having Instead of working late, she, like, had tiramisu with this guy. And that part, yeah, that sucks. Like, whatever, lying is 
whatever. It's, but it's like, why is this making you feel so guilty? You did nothing with this person. Yeah, it's like it's it's as if she's had a second, like a secret husband this entire time. That's how she acts. I think that's supposed to be like. The thing is that I think that's supposed to be, like, somewhat intentional, and I think in a better movie that would have been, like, a funny joke of her being like, oh, God, Joey, listen, we can't keep talking like this, man. You're tearing my relationship apart. And then, like, she does her big confession, and it's just that she went to eat tiramisu with the guy once. Yeah. And in a better movie, that would have been a big... That would have been very funny. But in this movie, it just feels, like, so weird and like they reveal the fact that all they did was eat tiramisu so like the first time you see zoe deschanel she's like ignoring phone calls from this joey guy and then the second time you see you see zoe deschanel talk to joey you you she just like immediately says we just ate tiramisu and that's it like there's no if that scene wasn't there and instead it was just the the her being trepidatious about confessing her illicit crimes to mark Wahlberg, and then it's just eating tiramisu with the man Mm -hmm. which is like you shouldn't lie to your partner, but it would be funny. Yeah. It would be funny. It could have been. And then Mark Wahlberg just, like, throws... Then Mark Wahlberg just, like, fucking throws it in her face like a total dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, but... Uh, yeah. Like, she does... She, like, is like, oh, are you, are you are you joking? And he, like, nods. And it's just very, like, weird. It's just a weird exchange, too. Yeah. yeah. And then we get the, then we get one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Um, which is, they're like, they, they walk up on this house and they're like, oh shit, there's someone who lives here. And the person who lives there is like, fucking get out. You're going to ha- you're going to give me the disease of suicide. And then Josh and Jacob, the two young boys, uh, who we love brand new favorite characters just out, uh, really happy to see, really excited to see where these <laughs> kids get going the, over the plot of this movie. Um, they're like, Hey, open the fucking door. And they start like kicking it and like punching the windows and stuff. And, um, then Someone opens the the front door and, like, just fills this child with buckshot. Like, his chest explodes. Yeah, and, like, I... Literally, my notes at this point are, like, humans are the real monsters. Ha! (laughs) Because that's what this fucking is this is what it's supposed yeah. like there are six there are six discrete holes of buckshot that come out of this child's back and then <laughs> it's so funny you have to explain the the second part which is like cartoonish where like the the other kid who's like near the window and was like kind of trying to get his friend to stop like kicking the door there's just like a gun like barrel poking out of the window yeah just shoots yeah. him in the head and I'm like, Mark Wahlberg tries fuck. to stop, tries to save both of them, but he can't do it. It's slow motion, him yelling, Jared, no, basically. Okay, I, I, I'm noticing something about this that is very weird, which is that um, when, when earlier when, when uh, John Leguizamo died, we saw, we had like that, like the mid 2000s bad slow-mo that was just like a camera that like could only, a camera that can only shoot at 30 frames per second, like shooting, trying to shoot uh, a slow-mo scene, but not having the frames for it. Mm -hmm. But like this scene actually has the frames required. Like it has a high enough speed camera to actually get Mark Wahlberg running in slow-mo trying to save these children. I'm really wondering what the fuck was up with that. Uh, They only could rent it for a day. Gotcha. (laughs) That's my guess. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel fucking weep over the bodies of these dead children who they've known for ten minutes. Seriously. Um, and then they go to a different house. They do. That's basically right. That they go to a house. Well, whoops, that house didn't work. Let's go to a different house, and then they go to a different house with a crazy old lady in it. Yep, and this this fucking lady. 
this lady is like, I fucking hate you. I don't want to know anything about what's going on in the outside world. I guess I have to put you up for the night, though. Fuck you. And we get some of Mark Wahlberg's best acting of his career as a result of this woman. She, yeah, she like... Because she's like, fuck off, go to bed. Uh, and they're like, they're like just talking about, this is so scary. Oh, she no, also oh, like no. hits This woman hit Jess. Jess. Yeah, she like hit Jess yes! during dinner for like no reason. Like, apparently she was going to touch something that she didn't want her to. Like, it was very like... Like implied, like this is crazy lady, but we have to deal with her for now in order to keep Jess safe. Yeah, uh, and then she like Jess, uh, not Jess. I keep calling her Jess because she's Jess on New Girl. Yes, uh, Zoe Deschanel. Jess and is Mark the little Wahlberg girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg are having a conversation, and the old lady like walks up to their room and is like, "Are you scheming? Going to steal from me? Going to kill me in my sleep?" And Mark Wahlberg, with like all of the acting in the world, is like, "What? No." <laughs> I'm just Maki. He's so sarcastic. This is like I'm just Marky. I'm just Mark. I'm just Marky from the block. Yeah, yeah. I literally had to like think for a second. I was like are they planning something like because he just sounded so sarcastic like no uh, what <laughs> like my dude why are you in this movie why did they cast why is anyone no. in this movie Ugh. he's Blair ask me about ask me about uh, accuse me of doing something that I've done in the past oh my god <laughs> I, I can't believe I can't believe you're commissioning furry porn again. <laughs> no. What? no. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> no, ma'am, no. No. But then they like just sleep and it's whatever. Um Yeah, they sleep and the old woman goes outside and then she's like, Oh, I just I just slurped some suicide juice, time to kill myself. Well no, first though, they like Mark Wahlberg like goes to her room or something and there's just like a doll in the bed and then oh yeah and then he like goes up to the doll and the old lady behind it like just jump scare like she's the jump scare of the movie because she just shows up and it's just like you were trying trying to steal to steal my stuff like what who is this doll who is this old lady what is going on why is she doing this um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she goes outside because she was like angry, and he's like trying to yell to her, but then she like slurps the suicide juice and like, yep, and bashes her head through a window and cuts her throat open on the broken glass. Yeah, because she's like at first, Marks like realizes what happened, what's happening, and like shuts all the doors and stuff to like not let the stuff inside. Um. Yeah. But. Then, yeah, all the windows are smashed, and she's dead. And he, like, hides in, like, a cupboard somewhere. Yeah, he hides in, like, a, a, a like a, 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 an outhouse that's, like, on the other side of the property. And he talks to Zoe Deschanel through a pipe that just goes from one end of the thing to the other, which seems to have no purpose other than for communication, like, can on a string. They mentioned it earlier, like, when she first, like, had them for oh, did dinner. They? Yeah. She mentioned it when they had them for dinner. Because she had mentioned how the the house is, like, old and that it was used as, like, hiding slaves for the, um... 
Oh my god! For the like underground railroad. For the stuff. underground railroad. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I I did I did miss that. Damn. Okay, maybe this movie isn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> this movie's good actually, in that it plans everything out. No, but yeah, like yeah. so there were like hints to that already. Well, not hints. They literally are like, yes, you can talk yeah. to someone. But so Mark 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 Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel have this conversation about the mood ring that they had on their first date. And Mark Wahlberg says, oh, I put it on your finger and it turned purple. And I said, oh, that means you're in love. And then we checked the sheet and it said it was actually horny. And I was like, why are you telling this story when there's, like, this child around? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I know they're just, like, reminiscing because they think they're going to die. They're yeah. like, oh, we're going to die. Let's... And they're like, and they're like if, if I'm going to die, I want it to be with you. And then he walks at Mark Wahlberg walks out into the field that separates the houses. And it's like, and Zoe Deschanel walks out there with Jess. And is like, well, I guess I'll die too. And then they walk and meet in the middle and nothing happens because the plants decided, no, nah, we don't want to hit you. Any- we don't want to make you guys kill yourselves anymore. Yeah. They were already kind of like talking about how like there was going to be like a big spike in activity um, on some of the news stuff on like some of the the video that they or like radio stuff that they kept listening into and like the car and stuff and so they were like oh i guess it's over after the second day so yeah this movie takes place in two fucking days insanity so much just Um, nonsense we and then we get a i think it made me just say fuck you out loud to my computer screen which was there was a news there's a news broadcast where someone is where some news guy is interviewing a scientist and he, the scientist is like yeah I, it's really impossible it's really quite impossible to say why this happened but uh, if you ask me this is this is simply an act of nature that we will never understand and it's just the exact same thing that hot, that sexy James said in the in Mark Wahlberg's high school class and I wanted to fucking throw my computer out a window. <laughs> And then we, then the last scene of the movie is uh, some people in Fran- France, and it's just the exact same thing at the, at the start of the first movie, where the guys are like, uh, "You forgot the uh, pregnancy, hey buddy." Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. She's pregnant. She's pregnant. Alma was Cersei. <laughs> uh, that that's Zoe's character's name. She was she was Zoe. Zoe, Zoe oh yeah, her name is Alma. <laughs> her name is Alma. I think I I know I. I know I talked about this earlier, but Zoe Deschanel is a nothing fit for Mark Wahlberg. Like, like they had a baby just, and like, they there, adopted Jess essentially because, like, she ends up like they adopted Jess. They're they're pregnant and they have the least chemistry I've ever seen between two. Women. Like, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this. I cannot think of a movie that has had two people who are supposed to be madly in love with each other that I have believed less than this movie. They don't, they don't, like, bounce off of each other with any ease. They, like, all, all of their relationship stuff feels so forced. Like, every time they talk about the relationship with any kind of sentimentality, it has the same sentiment of someone, like, like talking with their ex, like, three or four weeks after a breakup. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but then they just get together and, and Zoe, Desch- Zoe Deschanel gets Mario Kart. <laughs> God damn it. For the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I love when Mario Kart. I love when Mario Kart. She gets the player too. (laughs) (sighs) And then, yes, then the French stuff happens. Because on the TV, like, when the, the science guy is like, well, I think that it's nature warning us about stuff being fucked up and, you know, global warming and stuff being bad. 
And then the the person interviewing him is just like, well, we would have thought that if that was true, it would have happened in more than just the East Coast. It would have happened more than just one place. And then, so of course, they have to show that it happened in France also. Yeah, we don't even see anyone in France kill themselves. We just like hear someone scream and the French guy's like, mon dieu, and then we get directed by M. Night Shyamalan. But they all like freeze mm-hmm. and it's very clear. Yeah, they all they all they all freeze and start doing Dong and Ronpa poses and looking at the camera. <laughs> so that's the happening. It did happen. It happened. I I I just want to talk about some stuff like like I know I said this this movie. This movie has asked me to believe two miracles, which is that Mark Wahlberg would marry, that Zoe Deschanel would even go anywhere near Mark Wahlberg and that Mark Wahlberg is a scientist. But, like, I don't hate Mark Wahlberg. I don't like the guy, but, like, I think that, like, I've seen Deep. He was good in Deepwater Horizon. I'll say that. I actually kind of liked him in Deepwater Horizon, the movie about the, the BP oil spill. Uh, like, that movie, he was good in I that. Never like, saw I've liked Mark Wahlberg in a handful of things, but he is just, like, he is not supposed to be a brainy man with an accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry to be anti Bostonian, but, like, with a Boston accent that thick, I just have such a hard time buying you as, like, like, Mr. Science, who's the one who figured everything out. <laughs> well, it's also just like the direction of this movie makes it so much more unbelievable. Yes. Too. Like, yes, it's just and everything so we de- together. So we like I, I could not think of a worse match. Like in in I, I could not think of a least com- a less compatible match. I, than... Yeah, I was surprised to see them both in the. Cr- I was like, those are two actors I know. Hehe. <laughs> and I'm like, why are they together? <laughs> <laughs> in what context would they ever make sense together um not this one not not this one um not this one but yeah so this movie is just about a deadly disease that spreads across the world <laughs> seems weirdly familiar what was i saying shall we rate this movie <laughs> oh yeah um on a... so on, on a scale of... uh 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 Huh. Um, on a scale of one to five, uh, oh yeah. What what is anything that on happened? On a scale of zero to five slices of on on a scale of zero to five slices of tiramisu, how many slices of tiramisu are you gonna cheat on your boyfriend with? <laughs> I would never. This movie. Um, I I would give this one a solid one. Yeah, this was I don't know. It was like it was really funny in places where like. Actually, no, I'm going to bump it up to a two because it's only a buck 50. Like it's like, it's, it's, it's an hour and a half and it doesn't, doesn't like, I mean, it wastes time, but it doesn't feel too much longer than it actually is. Um, <laughs> the bar is on the floor. Uh, True. And, and uh, it's just so goddamn ridiculous. It's just the, it is, it is maybe, I don't know if it's the strangest dialogue I've ever seen, but it is up there. It's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. This this is gonna this is this is gonna be like uh, I had a real blast watching this. Like Lady in the Water physically pained me every oh, yeah. time I checked the uh, the runtime and saw that I still had eighty minutes left in that movie. Oh yeah. Um. This one though. This one was funny. This one. This one gets a full uh uh two slices of tiramisu from from little old me. Morg. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking about giving it a two also. I was, like, thinking two, maybe two and a half, but I, I'll go to with two. 
um, just because I did have, like, a fun time watching it. Like, and the fact, like, if it was any longer, I it would have been too long. But Yeah, and literally, if this movie was 91 minutes, this would be unpalatable. Yes. <laughs> but, like, I'm almost glad that everything, ha- even though it was batshit, I'm almost glad everything happened so fast. I was worried it was going to be, like, dragged out. But like yeah. the one the one thing that makes this not as much fun for me is that like everything happens so fast, but there is so much time in between things happening so fast where th- where nothing happens. True. Like it's like okay, uh, th- a, a very fast thing just happened over the last minute. The next three minutes of this film will be Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg having an argument, that, and you can definitely tell how much they love each other. You can tell it very easily. Mm-hmm. Honestly, taking out the personal <sighs> drama stuff and just making it a bad shit like. Um, like honestly, give me give me a sixty minute cut of this movie that does not have any of the interpersonal drama between Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, because then it would just be like a um, like essentially kind of it's kind of a climate changey type of warning movie batshit version of it though, and like that can mm-hmm. be fun. I don't know, even if it's like troubling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I made reference before about how it's a short version of what's going on now, but two days yeah. instead of <laughs> two years, you know? Uh, um, it's, yeah, it's a little bit more uh, twisted. A little know, more twisted. Yeah. The twisted mind of uh, M. Night Shyamalan. A little more twisted, fucked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, we don't have any questions, so we're just going to go straight into recommendations. Yeah. Um, um, Morgan, do you have uh, a recommendation, or do you want us to go first? Uh, can you go first? I, like, forgot this was <laughs> No, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Um, actually, Sarah, if you have something, I have been thinking about <laughs> yeah, this for I... the past two weeks. I have no fucking idea what I enjoy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I have been playing Mega Man. I've been, I... A couple of days ago, um, my girlfriend Sophie was like, "Yeah, I've been playing Mega Man too, and it's uh, it's been beating my ass pretty hard." I've been because Sophie's played pl- Sophie's played most of like the later Mega Mans, like a lot of the Mega Man X's, Mega Man Zeros, or whatever they they are after X, um, but has not played much of the original series. So they were like, "Oh, let's dip back to two, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so hard!" And I, being a smug pro gamer who speedruns Mega Man <laughs> One, I was like. Give it a shot, and now I'm in the middle of Mega Man Three, so I'm just gonna go through all of the Mega- mainline Mega Mans, uh, and I'm really just having a blast. They're fun video games, except when they're not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I guess my recommendation for this week is, uh, uh, I, I <laughs> what is good in my life? Um, I'm so tired. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, in, in the vein of me recommending, you know, nonsense, um, uh, uh, go to bed early. It's nice. And then you wake up early and that's nice too. Um, that is nice. It's, Sorry, I was up until 3.30 last night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's, don't it's good sir. when, <laughs> it's good when you're asleep, period. That is true. Consider it. <laughs> yeah. So I actually do have something, um. I feel like a lot of what I've been doing since I'm like working and stuff, it's just like listening to podcasts. So it's just a podcast recommendation. Um, I haven't been reading a lot, so it's been nice to listen to some friends make their own book and read it out loud 
Uh, I recommend the podcast Heartspell. Uh, I need to listen to Heartspell. Hosted Heartspell featuring uh, last episode's guest, Yanos. Yes. I, yes. Uh, Yanos is one of three, sometimes four, sometimes um, they have their... Because it, it originally was a spinoff of Who Watches the Watch as kind of like their Patreon podcast, but they are starting to release it for free. I liked it so much I signed up for their Patreon so that I could listen to like f- the 15 episodes they had in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a ton of fun because it's just like f- like a bunch of friends who are like impressed by each other like writing and like mm-hmm. doing a chapter essentially uh for every episode like everyone does a chapter it like rotates between the three of them um and it's just like very funny it's very young adult but also like very aware of itself being young mm-hmm. adult and like it makes a lot of references to like the bad tropes of them and is just like playing with them a lot and it's just yeah i don't know it's also like kind of inspiring to be to like want to write again which is impressive because even though they're kind of doing it as a joke it's also like well they're having a lot of fun with it you know Mm -hmm. so cool 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 what it's like immortal incantations heart spell is what i think it's actually called on sure yeah podcasts Uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Morg, thank you so much for coming on for March Night Shyamalan. This was an absolute, this was an absolute treat. Hell yes. Uh, yes. A, a, a huge treat to have Morg on this one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Morg, where, where can people find you? Plug your pluggables. Um, you can mostly find me on Twitter at HauntingTheMorg. That's Haunting the M-O-R-G. Uh, you can also find me, um, as one of three co-hosts of the sonic shuffle uh which is now also a noise space podcast like fear waiting is mm-hmm. um and where i learn about sonic lore from my friend dan um and then you can also hear me on my slightly less frequently updated podcast uh departure lounge which is a hunter hunter podcast uh where i go through it for the first time and my two other co-hosts who've seen it before guide me through it and i say it's a plain based hunter hunter podcast because it's got like departure lounge like a an airport and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. that's good <laughs> uh that's that's it Right awesome. On. Blair, hit your shit, and then I'll take us out of here. No word. Uh, yeah, you can just uh, find me on Twitter, at Blair Kitch, um, which is how the, the just the way, and, and um, on a couple of the other podcasts that Sarah is also eventually going to mention, I'm sure. Or one yeah. of them, yeah. So, um, we we are Fear Baiting. We're on Twitter, at Fear Baiting. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Fear Baiting. Uh, one buck a month gets you episodes early if we get them up early. Five bucks a month gets a message right on the podcast and your name right on the podcast. Ten bucks a month, all that, and you get to make us watch a movie. Thank you very much to Paul Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Michael Kaiser, hmm, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all so much. Thanks. Um, 
I, I actually should want I actually should double check that the patrons has not changed because I did just rattle that one off the mind because we had the same patrons every week. <laughs> we have five of them. Oh, Paul Bechtel, not Paul Moran. Apologies. Apologies <laughs> to Paul Bechtel. Um, oh, Paul Moran and Paul Bechtel. I'm very sorry, folks. Two Pauls. <laughs> two Pauls. I got fucked up by the fact that there were two Pauls. Two of them. <laughs> two Pauls. Two, two, Paul, two Paul does fracking. <laughs> Shut up. Plug your podcast. Uh, you can find me on all of these other great, uh, no- well, first of all, I want to thank the, uh, I want to thank Sato for doing the in- excellent intro outro music for this podcast. Find them making music as people you meet outside of bars or head to gaygothvibes.online for more of that. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at sunhatgenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. You can also listen to my other great noise space podcasts, such as The Wonder Years, which is the Animorphs podcast I do with Blair and the aforementioned Seda. Mm-hmm. You can listen to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. It's a leftism podcast that I do. You can listen to Special Grade Snacks, which only has one episode uh, left to happen uh, at, at time of this recording. Which is really fucked up. One episode left until they announce the new the movie and the new season. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the that's a jujutsu, uh, a jujutsu kaisen watch along podcast. I should say that. Um, I think that's oh yeah. Thank you to noisepace.xyz and Matt GameCube for hosting it. We love it. Go listen to County Girls Make Do. It's the sequel to City Girls Make Do, where they're talking about the OC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it for podcast. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. I'm Mork. Yes. <laughs> and remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Fucking nail it. Good night, it. everyone. <laughs> Woo, I remembered. <laughs> <laughs>